0: John Burgess, I'm so happy you're here with us. Thank you.
1: My pleasure, totally.
0: So you are a visionary artist, a light worker, a Reiki master, and the director of the Community Healing Circle. Yes. You're also writing a book called A Gift of
1: Love. Transformation of Messages About Life from Archangel Michael. Oh, I'm so excited to read that. And I'm having you on
0: because you have... A wealth of wisdom. I can see it. It's visible. I can feel it with your energy. And you just shared with me something beautiful. You said an overarching message that you'd love for the world to know is that you are more of a gift than you could possibly know to yourself and to the world. Share more. What does that mean to you?
1: So, we all know that the way our lives are currently, especially with the internet cell phones, and all the technology we have, which is really wonderful, that most of our attention is devoted to distractions away from our inner core. And our lives are so busy that we very seldom ever slow down, unless we have a yoga practice or a meditation practice, we very, slow, very seldom slow down to go back in and ground ourselves. That's the first thing. But the other aspect of that is because our minds are mostly distracted, the mind is, has a difficulty slowing into a more nuanced, subtle mode of thinking, which means more refined emotional experiences, more refined spiritual experiences, and actually guidance that's readily available if we just tune into it. Mm. And then that gets outpictured into how we relate to our friends, our family, our loved ones, and ultimately the environment. True. Very true. How do you tune in? Uh, well, I meditate twice a day. Twice? Twice a day. Morning and afternoon. How? Uh, it's a it's a mantra meditation. It's called Transcendental Meditation. Okay, good. I've been practicing it for 47 years. Wow. Um, and then also, I spend a lot of time in nature, uh, hiking on trails, swimming and um, oftentimes I'm just there with nature and touching a leaf or feeling a rock or being in the water and feeling this reciprocity of the energy connection. Beautiful. And always asking permission in for guidance, for input. I love that
0: one. That's my favorite. Personally, with ask and you shall receive, you can really ask for guidance. The way I do it is I'll send out a question in the morning, like, what's next for me, for example? I was living in Tulum before Austin, and I woke up one day, I was like, I am complete with Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my lessons from this place, it's a magical place, and living in Mexico can, if done certain ways, can can be physically challenging. And so I, I felt complete, and I just asked, what's next? and by the end of the day three separate people three separate conversations came up about austin and i hadn't discussed it before but three times three people were like "Hmm, have you ever considered austin you know (laughs) and i was like okay and then i met with someone else that said um that read my charts and a, a very thick line for partnership ran right through austin i was like all right, that was the grand finale. <laughs> Universe is speaking very clearly. And yeah, you can get guidance. I love this concept. People don't realize. It's
1: very true. Very yeah. true. So um, one of the very early messages that I received from my angelic guide was when we are born into human body, most of us don't remember who we are, where we came from, what we're connected to, and what we're capable of. And most of us spend majority of our time and energy in the outer world of distraction while we're missing the most valuable resource that we have, which is our inner self. Hmm. So all these processes of yoga, meditation, that's what that's there for. It's a gateway into our inner self. You're
0: saying we f- we don't remember that we already knew who we are.
1: Explain that a little bit more. Uh, uh, so the way it was said to me, when we're born, we don't remember who we are, okay, where we came from, what we're connected to, and what we're capable of. Why not? Generally, there's a there's an old term called a veil. Um, it's kind of mixed in with a combination of What happened in our family energy, um, stuff that we received from our father and my mother, the culture we were born into, there's a lot of external factors that can cloud our ability to be that open. I know a couple of people who remember. Really? And they're pretty remarkable. They're very bright, very bright people.
0: Is that, are you referring to past lives or a collective
1: consciousness or? More than all of that. Okay. And that would that be the subject of another
0: <laughs> <laughs> discussion. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to
1: guide you off of that. But.
0: No, no, that's fine. I'm just curious. Uh, so how do you tap into the heart? Because you, you speak about um, how magnificent your life could be
1: if you were wow. able to really value your inner heart. That's a process. Okay. I mean, some people just naturally live from the heart. Other people live from the live from the intellect. Some from the ego. Some are very tactile. Some are visual. Everybody's a little different, but at the core, all of us have our core emotional experience. Some of us are in touch with that. Some of us are not. Some of us have had very traumatic experiences in our lives that that forced us to kind of shut down. Um, that for some people, that's a very scary process. Mm. However um on the other side of all those fears is magic and medicine but sometimes we need a guide to help us like a counselor or a friend or whatever to walk us through and sometimes we have to take baby steps to do that
0: yeah
1: and so for every reaction that we have about resisting there's another option a choice and the one thing one of the gifts that we were given as humans, was a gift of free will. The power to choose how we think, how we act, and then everything that happens in our lives is a result of the choices we make. How do we choose? Do we choose wisely? Do we choose haphazardly? Do we choose based on a gut feeling? Do we choose based on intellectual information that's in front of us? Or how do we choose? So that's a that's a, a process of self-inquiry right there. Yeah. Um but if we choose to favor caretaking of the heart, what I call, there's the emotional heart, of course, there's the physical heart, and then there's a the deeper heart. That's the heart that tracks us throughout our entire life, that's more connected with our spiritual uh foundation and our hopes and our dreams and what I call the real magic of the inner heart, which is our true gold. How we bring compassion, empathy, and tolerance or forgiveness into our daily interactions with people. Huge. Compassion, tolerance, and forgiveness. Those are big.
0: (laughs) Why are they so challenging?
1: Um, A lot of people, unfortunately, um, have grown up in a sort of an unconscious defense posture, and especially in certain parts of the world and um, right now with everything going on in Eastern Europe, uh, there's a lot of reasons why people would want to defend themselves. Mm. And there's been a long-term concept that the more open and vulnerable I am emotionally, then that makes me susceptible to outside attack or whatever, which may be true on one level but on another level if we're really grounded in the heart Mm. maybe not so much
0: Mm. i want to go back to the point you made about choice because i find this fascinating schwarzenegger for example (laughs) born in a small little town right in austria where most likely the common thought there is you're born here. You probably live within the 20 minute radius. You don't really move. It's not like a, and and this is probably true for many parts of the world and for many people. And yet there's this one soul that's determined to make it to America, to become the best bodybuilder, to become then the governor. They're like, and, and like there's these, there's this drive that like, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to make it big. And those are all choices and yet nobody else in his town did that.
1: So where does that come from? Like, is it innate? I think that's a personal experience. I think that some some light went on inside of him, in his heart and mind, and he just, on some level, put his foot down and says, no, I'm going to choose a different path. I'm going to choose a more forward, progressive pathway and start to create a dream for myself. He didn't know what he was going to do, yeah. he, but he just, that first step, that choose, I'm going to take a step forward. I'm making a stand for me. Boom. And that just opened up all kinds of doorways. Mm. And they kept opening up and opening up and opening up for him.
0: It's just fascinating. It just takes that will and then the belief that you can.
1: And sometimes we don't have the belief that we can. But sometimes we just, we take a step and every step along the way, we see little signs that nature may be supporting that move that gives us encouragement to take the next step. And so we, we build levels of, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if we interviewed him, mm-hmm. he would say, well, I didn't have all the confidence to do all that, but he built that confidence.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think that's the process that happens with all of us that, that, um, We take those tiny baby steps, and within those baby steps, we see a little success, and that emboldens us a little bit, gives us the courage to take the next step. And sometimes the environment then provides cues for us oh, I could go to the left, I could go to the right. Yeah. It's always a choice. Yeah. I mean, you come to a traffic stop, and your end goal is your home address, and you know you could go street A or street B. Both would take about the same amount of time. How do you choose? Yeah, yeah. You make a choice, and then whatever happens after that is a result of that choice.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how just a right or a left can completely change your life, too.
1: And I had an experience like that. I pulled up at a stoplight one time, and I had that very same situation, and it just seemed like time just stood still. And I heard this kind of thought, you can go right, you can go left. If you go right, you could get into an accident, but eventually everything will be okay, or you could just go left be about the same amount of time, and sure enough, I chose right, sure enough, I got into an accident, but eventually it was okay and I thought, well, that was a little gift. I was just shown that I have some influence over my choices of thought and action, and there always are consequences I'm curious about this
0: because I always question whether or not it was intuition or are you actually manifesting you're that powerful of a creator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? Could be all the the above. I mean, certainly I'm a very firm believer in intuition. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's that's something that we all have as part of our inner nature. and something we can culture over time.
0: Yeah. I want to get into the Arch- Arch- Archangel Michael, information shortly, but I want to dive a little bit deeper in this concept that you we started with—that you are more of a gift than you could possibly know.
1: Why don't people know? Fear, I think mostly has it been beaten out of them. Well, I think again, I have to go back to how we were raised, what we brought, the influences that we were raised under, either in family, tribe, village, country. You know, um, some, some people were really oppressed. Yeah. And so any kind of belief that they could do anything other than live out that kind of prescripted existence, it wasn't there. But I mean, most parents do their absolute best to lift their kids up,
0: right? I mean, they couldn't. Praise more, most often. Like, really, I believe that most parents have good intentions. They want the best for their kids. Mm. It's natural. I, do. I agree. Yeah. So this human dysfunction fascinates me.
1: <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> that is definitely a rabbit hole. <laughs> a lot of a lot of avenues there. Yeah. Um, wow. Well,
0: What's the one thing that holds people back? You think?
1: I think. Well, actually, you know, it's really interesting. Um. I think there's two factors. Okay. Go. Fear of not being good enough. Yeah. Fear of failure. Yeah. And also the the one that's the the most surprising is fear that I'm more powerful than I thought I was. That one blows my mind. Because then that if you unpack that a little bit, what does that really mean? It can mean a lot of things. It means that I may have the ability to be more influential than I ever could have imagined and that means I have to kind of clean up my act a little bit, maybe in some cases. Oh, I'm going to be held to higher standards. Exactly. Ah. And sometimes those higher standards are not necessarily being projected at you from the outside, but your own inner standards. Right. Am I good enough? Oh, then it challenges the worst belief. We are we are our own worst critics. Yeah.
0: It's annoying that the brain is designed that way. <laughs> <laughs> however,
1: however. Yeah. yeah, good. But there's, we have this amazing capacity. Yeah. And that's what we're... The, the really inspiring thing now is that because of everything that... where we are in life right now with our current technology and everything else, all the prior work that other people have done in terms of uh, development of consciousness, understanding the... psyche understanding the brain, we're looking at maybe eventually breaking free of that old model that oh we only use five or ten percent. Well guess what? We have a choice in that. We can and this is what Arnold did. He chose to use more of his untapped potential. Hmm. And so we can do that and I think the other element that helps is finding allies, support team along the way. Not just family and loved ones, but I think what really, if you look at the models of all the successful people, I think you're going to find a behind-the-scenes support team that help them, to encourage them, to keep keep them on the path.
0: Yeah, and to pick up where that person isn't the most gifted. I think trying to do everything, especially modern-day entrepreneurs, we try and do absolutely everything. And it would be so much more effective, I can speak for myself, when I delegate the things that I don't enjoy doing and I'm not as good at you know, doing, then I can thrive in the areas that I'm good at. Uh, it's, um,
1: yeah, you need a support team. And it's like, I mean, all, all actors are like this, all writers are like this, all musicians are like this. You, we mostly just see or hear the end result. What we don't see is what went on behind the scenes. Mm. How many rewrites, how many edits of a book. Uh, and there, you, you better believe there was a team behind that saying, well, you may want to change this phrase a little this way. You've got too many commas in here. And so it, it, it's the team effort that I feel makes a huge difference. I love that. And one of the things, one of the little messages that I got from my guide at one point was about... Um, That, you know, that because of the nature of the way things are in the world right now, it's, I mean, there are some very rare individuals like the Mother Teresas and the Gandhis um, that have made a powerful impact. But most people have this feeling, that oh, what can one person do? Well, one person can do a lot, but it's more powerful if we form collective we's. Shared heart, shared mind, shared vision, shared purpose. Within that, then there's the power of the collective awareness that strengthens that resolve to make the end result more powerful. Really important. You don't have to do things alone. In fact, don't do things alone. Because because you don't know. I mean, the power of collective consciousness, you know, you're working on, I mean, the, the team that, that brought the astronauts to the moon the first time, you know, they had a back room full of people. That crossed all the, and they was they were doing this with without a lot of fancy computers. Mm. The mathematicians behind that were very powerful that brought them there. So we have to have the team. Love it. And the team is each other, but also the team is a spiritual team too.
0: Yes, go there. (laughs) Tell me about your
1: spiritual team. (laughs) Well, um, so angelics. Um, bef- I don't know if you want to talk about the how this book came about. Yes, please. So I had you know, in the process of my healing work, I'd had learned some additional healing modalities. One of those being a, a Archangel Raphael healing, and I just kind of incorporated it into everything else I was doing. And I was constantly doing my affirmations every day and bringing in my angelics in that mix, and I thought all this time I was being active with my interaction. Then one night, I'm walking out of the grocery store very late one night, and I feel this presence behind me. I turned around, there wasn't anybody there. I thought, okay. Didn't feel negative, I'm going to my car. (laughs) (laughs) And it kept getting more and more powerful, and I thought somebody was literally going to collide into me. I was getting a little irritated, and I turned around, and again, nobody there. Wow. Then I felt this um, very light garment go over my shoulders and down my arms, but it didn't stop at my my hands. It went beyond. I thought, this is kind of odd. And I looked down, and I saw feathers. And I reeled back in shock. I said, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And I was going to fall over. But then I felt this invisible hand in the middle of my back push me back up, and my heart was filled with this amazing love energy. It made me tear up. And I got to the car And then the messages started streaming for an hour. I sat in the car, writing and crying, and I didn't know who or what it was. I just knew it was a a higher energy. And um, that's how it started. Wow. And, um, you know, I just heard message after message after message. And um, these streamed for months every night about 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. I'm serious. And I didn't know, again, finally I was at a spiritual meeting with a group of people I knew, and a friend of mine came up to me after the meeting and said, i got a message for you from Michael. I said, well, <laughs> well he's right over in the corner. She said, no, not that Michael. The Michael of the feathers. I hadn't told anybody. And she mirrored back to me almost every single phrase word for word. What? I said, okay, I guess this is a real thing. She said, yeah.
0: Fascinating.
1: And she said, you know, these messages aren't just for you. I said, yeah, I know. So you could write a book. Huh? And I had I had already recorded 20 or so messages, so I already had the kind of foundation. So it just kind of evolved from that point. Okay, you have to share some of them. Please. Some of the messages. Uh. Well... I don't have have a quote sitting in front of me, but um, let me think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. Take your time. One of the most beautiful ones was, um, I was at a concert here in Austin with David Primall and her partner Mitten, and I was just in this really expansive state, feeling all this love energy, and it just kept, kept getting more and more intense. And out of that, I heard this message inside. Everything that you have is a gift of love. All the beautiful experiences, all your emotional connections, your family, your friend, friends, are a gift of love from the universe to you. Even the challenging emotional experiences ah. are a gift of love. Because if you didn't have those experiences, how would you know the deeper fabric of life in your emotional body and the range of how life can be. And within that, you find the deeper core fabric of your heart and the capacity of your heart to feel more deeply. Beautiful.
0: I love that. Ah.
1: Wow. And then there was one about, um, one day I was preparing for a healing healing event and um, I just asked if there was any special messages. And he said... Yeah. He said, what the world needs most right now is an increase of compassion, love and empathy. Yes. And on an individual level and on a collective level. But it starts kind of at the grassroots level with each individual. Right. And even if it just is a one day thing a week, we all can do something a little bit more. That's why
0: I'm doing this podcast. That's exactly why. I mean, that's my drive, is um, to do what I can to elevate human consciousness, starting with my own, right? So I learn from every guest, and then my audience gets to as well, my guest gets to share. Um, It's
1: my way of contributing to exactly that cause. So back to your er earlier question about the heart. Yes, please. So... um, Think back in your life to the times when you felt the most expansive in a personal relationship or some other experience. Okay. What what if that's only a fragment of the kind of expansion that can, you can experience? Would you want that? Yes. That's a start. And so... The next question is, what if you are loved more possibly more deeply than you could possibly know? Not just by others, but by the universe. And what if you could find a way to love yourself that way? Beautiful. That would be empowering. And that's a choice. Yeah. And so, what if all of us, on some level would do that little exercise—I mean, there's a lot of different steps that I would fill in, but we can allow ourselves to feel more love for ourselves. I was in a—my um, <laughs> favorite sauna one time, and uh, nothing was really up, and I'm sitting in there, and all of a sudden I get this message, uh, Will you let yourself be loved. And I thought, oh yeah, sure. he said, (laughs) no. He says, not by others, but by yourself first, by us meaning the angelics, by source, and then by others. And I just started crying. Wow. Because I realized that I'd been holding back. I hadn't been allowing myself to accept myself on some level or love myself. And there were layers to it. And I thought, well, yeah, sure, you know. And then I started looking more closely at me and my daily, weekly, monthly life process. And I thought, eh, no, not really. I've been kind of holding back here. Hmm. And it just, it actually freed up a lot of energy, that setting. Then I realized there are layers to it. We all have that, you know, especially if we grew up with trauma in our lives, it's going to be really scary to try to go in there and just open up everything. So we just take a step at a time. Take a little corner of it. Just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Permission to love yourself today. Will you allow yourself to love yourself? What's that like?
0: What does that even look like? Some people don't know.
1: And And that's why we form collective we's. Let's find out together. Uh. let's take a journey together, we'll hold hands, we'll talk about it. We, if we need team members to come in and help with more professional training, we'll do that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Is that what you do at the Community Healing Circle?
1: That's a little different. He, this is a um, year-round fundraiser for local charities. Oh. What, what I do is I gather local wellness practitioners, we set up our tables in a yoga studio for three hours, we do little 25-minute mini-sessions.
0: Beautiful.
1: So, the last few months we've been raising money for Ukraine. Wow. Very powerful.
0: You know, the way I work with my clients is with a, a clicker. And it's a, a tool that I use to reprogram the subconscious. And if, if my clients are lacking confidence, which in most cases most people could use a little boost, <laughs> right? Um, I have them click on everything they love about themselves out loud, loud physically emotionally intellectually i love that i am an explorer i love that i am a loyal friend i love my laugh i love you know and i go through every single thing that you love about yourself and after after each time you click and it's amazing you do that for not even five minutes and you're lit up It, it, it there's there's no way around it you you will feel better and so even if you don't have a clicker you can do this right now list 10 things out loud that you love about yourself Oh,
1: first thing is my heart.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, my vision—not so much the perceptual vision, but what I see, what I see, feel, um, and the ability to see with my heart and feel with my eyes. Hmm. Um, sensitivity to others—I—I I don't necessarily visually see subtle things. I—I I feel it. Yeah. I'm a feeler, too. Um, I'm an artist, so I appreciate that aspect myself. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> you don't have to go through all that. I, I was inviting even the listeners to do that mm. at home for themselves. Pretty good, pretty as well. good. But it's a fun exercise. It
1: is a fun exercise.
0: Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you can like, tap in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all
1: sorts of greatness. <laughs> so so you're, on a, you're on a pathway here yeah. to um, opening up more of that inner light. We are, yes, more beyond the five percent.
0: Yeah, well, our brains spend so much time in the negative and knocking ourselves down. You have to actively uh, build yourself
1: back up. That's the practice. True, and part of that. I mean, if we if we track it back, if we think about it, I think some of the origins are maybe this timidity we have in our heart about about trusting that. Timidity. What does that mean? So, to do? so, if I'm timid, if I'm a little shy about yeah. trusting that, oh, am I really that? Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Am I that? That's actually really cool too. That may mean I could like this part of myself better. Yeah. See where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a very cool process.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. A journey. Let's take a journey.
0: It is a journey.
1: <laughs> Life is a journey. I'm curious,
0: the word lightworker gets... Yeah, that's a... Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I personally kind of, I get it. A lightworker, you're spreading light. You know, It's a reason why I don't watch news, actually, because it will dim my light. I don't want to know all the negative things, which right. is kind of naive in a way, but at the same time, if my job is to brighten the light in those that are in my world, if I'm consuming uh, humanity's worst side... It will dim my light.
1: True. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, really, I don't. I use these terms more, like if I say Reiki Master, uh, to some people who know in the world of Reiki there's three levels, if somebody's coming to me for a, a healing session and they hear that I'm only Reiki 1 or Reiki 2, they may be looking for something more from the advanced training that Reiki 3 would provide. So if I say light worker, it's a generic term that I use, meaning that I do work that help people to expand their inner light. Mm. A lot of different definitions of that, and I'm not—I don't try to put labels on me. I, I try to stay away from that whole ego thing. Yeah, no, I was just curious because uh, you could go many ways with light worker. Exactly, but yeah. it is a kind of a cliche term, which I hate that it is. But <laughs> but if you. Express that term, um, then some people would kind of get a hint.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, um, uh, you know. And, and <laughs> I did this exercise several years ago amongst my group of healers. I sent out a um, an email. I said, "We're going to put this on the website one day. How would you define healing? Ooh. How would you define wellness?" And I got some really interesting answers. Hmm. And then I asked who's the healer? I guess even more interesting answers. And so the ones that said, well, when I did this, this, and this, I felt like, you know, this kind of thing happened. I thought, well, yeah, you were connecting the dots, but were you the healer? Or was the person who was receiving your support the one who actually did the inner work to make things move forward in a progressive way? Yeah, that's an interesting topic. Because I don't, claim myself to be I put it there just to indicate that I do processes that can help people help but, people heal but I, I don't call myself a healer hmm. if you understand what I'm saying that. I, I almost think you're uh, both people are both right so you, I am responsible for
0: healing myself and I have many times turned to healers to support that process Sure. right um, they're yeah, some people have an amazing ability to move energy and, and, and like, feel what's stuck. And I mean, even as a life coach myself, to some degree, I'm a healer. I'm helping heal the mind of toxicity, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Sure. Um, but certainly the person's,
1: it, it, it takes both. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It's always a collaboration of energies.
0: Yeah. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, well I'm um as you mentioned at the beginning earlier on, um I not only have the book is written. Oh, it's complete. It's complete. Oh uh, and so the process where I am right now is I am in the process of um it has to do, go through a comprehensive edit. Okay. Not me. <laughs> your team your team. Some, somebody else more talented than me. And um I was originally going to self publish it, but I thought, well, you know, the more I look at the condition of the world right now, that could take me a while to get this published myself. I feel like I needed to get it out there, and I found a publisher I really like and a um, editor I really like, and so I am in the process of creating a crowdfunding campaign to get this thing published, excellent, as quickly as possible. So, do you, um, we can put that link in the show notes? Yeah, gladly. Yeah, this it's is not created yet. So,
0: okay, we will have it ready. Uh, for you when this comes out so um, wonderful any final thoughts on living a fantastic beautiful life and serving your purpose
1: trust trust yourself trust your heart trust your connection with source and guides that you may not think you have but they're there Hmm.
0: Ooh, oh, oh! I just came up with one final question. <laughs> I can't help myself. Are you ready? Yeah. What would you tell your younger self?
1: The exact, exact same thing I just same did. Same thing. Yeah. Trust, yourso- okay. trust, trust yourself. Okay, good. We nailed and, it. <laughs> and, and, really, trust yourself, trust your heart. Yeah. And learn to love your heart. Mm. And that can be just, do a visualization. Um. See yourself sitting on a park bench and maybe your younger self comes sit beside you and how do you respond? Do you say, Oh, hey, what's up? Or do you put your arm around that younger part of you, say, Hey, I'm here. I love you. Total presence. Let's yeah. let's play together. Let's play in life together. Let's create something cool. <laughs>
0: Yay, John. Thank you so much for sharing with us. What a blessing. Oh, I'm so grateful. That was fun. I can't wait for your book.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, you guys, check out the show notes for those links so you can support John and his mission. And thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. That was so fun. Please subscribe if you enjoyed that too and leave me a review on Apple iTunes so I can move up into the new and noteworthy section. Ignore the fact that it still has my old Nikki Tastic cover page. Apple does not seem to respond. Weird. <laughs> also, I am starting a mastermind. I'm super excited about. I'm bringing together some amazing powerhouse people to step into their absolute fullest highest potential and make a big impact. So if that's you, if you feel like you need some clarity, you have potential, you just need a little clarity, maybe some accountability and guidance and the support of an amazing group of people. That is definitely something to consider. Please reach out to me. I'm uh, taking applications now to make sure that you're the right fit for this program and you will also learn how to use your body to make decisions and how you can use this vessel to attract what you want and tune in tap on how to use literally your the senses in your body and your body's natural Attracting abilities to create and manifest exactly what you want, and then we'll also expand on your vision and make it bigger and better and brighter than you could possibly fathom. And then create the team to help you get there. So, really powerful mastermind coming up soon. So reach out to me if that's of interest, and also reach out if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. I'm here to serve and help you grow to, like I mentioned, that your absolute highest potential. you're here for a reason. And there's probably some limiting beliefs or something holding you back. It we'll uncover those, get rid of those, quiet them at the very least. And so that you can really make the impact that you're here to make super exciting so i uh am so grateful that you listened all the way and i really appreciate you please also contact me with feedback i am here in service of you so if there's any topics you'd like to learn more about if you have any questions or concerns please 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 reach out to me directly i am here and growing with you on this journey all right thank you so much you guys i love you